Welcome to the Breaks Radio. Welcome to another week of the Breaks Radio. It's your host, CEO Hayes, in the building. And I know you guys are seeing some faces. You're going to hear some, some voices well, a voices you guys didn't hear hear it last week, but uh, it's me, it's Hayes. I'm in the building with my brother Baylor and the amazing Mary Almonte's in the building as well. What's going on? And I'm going to introduce our guest in a second. Hey, <laughs> Miss <Hey. laughs> Lowe is joining. What She's up, in the building. What's going on? Hey, what's up, y'all? All right, so we're going to hop right into the topics this week. The first one coming off the top. One of my favorite artists, J. Cole, officially announced uh, the Dreamville Festival lineup. SZA, 21 Savage, Big Sean, Nelly, plus some others. First of all, the fact that Nelly's on here is just, where the hell did he come from? Oh, Mary, I'm coming to you first on this one. <laughs> what do you think about this lineup? I mean, the 90s are coming back, I guess. Um, maybe that was the idea behind Nelly because, yeah. I, I don't understand the correlation there either, but I'm here for it. I was an Ellie fan back when it was hot in her. So um, I'm excited about SZA too. I'm a major SZA fan, but again, I'm like an R&B head or whatever R&B has morphed into. Um, yeah, it looks dope. I, I would do it. <laughs> Nelly, has Nelly's music aged well? Do you think Nelly's music has aged well? Because I, I haven't listened to any of it probably in like 10 years. Nelly has anthems, though. Yeah, I mean, no. so I think anthems are kind of timeless, right? Like, you could put on Hot and Her in a club right now, and it's still kind of be a bop, right? Or that, if you want to go and take a ride with me, whatever. I remember, I don't forgot the name of it, but I can sing it. <laughs> so, and two-step to it. So, yeah. Fair are we not going to bring up Dilemma? <laughs> dilemma. I had mixed feelings about. Oh, but yes, that is an anthem too for like you know side dudes, so of which there are many now. <laughs> and it's totally a thing. It's the wave, as they say. It is. <laughs> Baylor, what you think about the lineup, man? You going to this uh, this festival? I'm going, but I'm not listening to everybody. It's a lot of people on the list I don't listen to, but I'm going because I want to hear I want to hear Twenty One Savage talk. That's for one. Hey, <laughs> uh, <Okay>, mate. <laughs> uh cause so i'm uh he's definitely dope and rhapsody of course nelly if he comes out and plays all his singles everybody's dancing i mean i know he's up there but i still think he could bring it i think mm. i don't know lowe's over there looking like she has some some objections what, what do you think i'm not excited to see nelly at all but <laughs> i mean everybody else I definitely mess with SZA, 21 Savage, of course, him and J. Cole have that uh, the song out a lot, which is um, pretty big right now. But I'm excited to see Ari Lennox. I love Ari Lennox. Um, Tiana Taylor, she kind of got thrown in there. But it, it looks exciting. I would definitely go. Definitely. But I'm, Nelly, I'm no. For, I'm down for everyone but Nelly and Big Sean. I hate Big Sean's voice. Like I understand what? he makes good music, but <laughs> like and look, here's the thing. I, I understand his music is good. He can rap. I hate his voice, so I can't listen I can't get past his voice enough to enjoy his music. <laughs> but yeah. Big Sean and Jay Cole are kind of on the same wavelength, I think, of being 
rappers of today that sort of give a nod to like the style of then yeah. <laughs> the good old days i don't know what we're calling that, that but yeah yeah well they, i mean overall it's, it's a solid line in there i like black black yeah. yeah yeah it's it's a great lineup i'm still ready for this uh for this album to drop but overall i'm i'm it's a, it's a nice lineup i don't know if i'm gonna go or not um but i'm interested in seeing how it go how it turns out i can't wait to see how people react to it yeah all right we'll move over to the next one and this one i'm telling you i'm calling it right now call me crazy cardi b's gonna win a grammy off this cardi b's making her film debut as a stripper with Jennifer Lopez and Kiki Palmer, I'm just saying she's a, she's collecting the Infinity Gems of of everything right now. The Grammy's the next one she's going after. Just watch, um, <laughs> Baylor. What do you think about this one? I mean, yeah, I'm here for it. Uh, anytime that I get to see, uh, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> Cardi B, seeing 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 Cardi B and J Lo. In the same movie at the same time, possibly in a strip club. <laughs> I don't get it. I'm just saying. I, I I wouldn't mind seeing. I wouldn't mind seeing both of them perform. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I guess that's the PC way to put it. I mean, I saw some like behind the scenes um, on Instagram of J Lo training, like with a stripping coach. I don't know if, if that's a thing, but um, so like they kind of tease this a few weeks back with that and i mean look j-lo's hot so that that, that threw me off too right if she pulls that off she deserves an award because to me she is more of a wholesome kind of i don't know look and feel especially the stuff she's done before so this will be different for her um yeah i don't know i mean but like you said hayes i definitely think this is gonna be i could already see this breaking records in the box office before it's even dropped yet so yeah. <laughs> it's different. Constance Wu from <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians is in it. Like I, I don't know. Understand. I hope she's I don't not get stripping. It. Yeah, I really hope that she's not stripping. Hopefully she's I don't the bouncer. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to see. They'll put everything together. I, I don't get it personally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I think I'm gonna use the word wow while I'm watching it. Now I could use it in many different ways. So uh yeah. <laughs> I think I'm gonna sit back. And enjoy that. <laughs> I'm sure there are a lot of people who agree with you on that one. Um, so you but think I mean, men are going for the eye candy? It's, it's going to be saying. the it's going to be the female version of Magic Mike. Like when, didn't that when that movie came out, it like blew up because when we're going to see for eye candy, it's going to be the opposite. <laughs> Magic I'm, I'm Mike. dating myself, but I feel like this is more like a modern day The Players Club. Yay, mm. yay. <laughs> okay, okay, right. I like that. Yeah. They need to get Let's Ice see. Cube involved then. Right? Yeah. But this is like this is like a gentrification players club though. <laughs> a gentrified <Right>. players club. <laughs> I think, right. I think because you just found the title for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean but Cardi B ex stripper, maybe it's gonna be some method acting. I don't know, man. I, I'm looking forward to the movie, though. Know, it's going to be interesting to see. I can't wait till the first trailer drops. It's going to tell us everything we need to know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving into the next topic. Uh, this whole Kodak Black, Young Ma thing. So he he's talked about her for, for a while now. Um, you know, it, most recently he made uh, a comment about her not wanting her pussy penetrated. She's finally responded. Um 
this whole thing, like especially Kodak Black with with the charges that he has going on right now in court, you would think that he would want to back away from something like this. But he 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 keeps coming, and I think there have been some more people to come out talking about Young Ma too. The fact this is just all weird as hell to me. It's one of those topics I really don't know how to attack, but I wanted to talk about it here because I think it's going to be an interesting conversation. I don't know who wants to go to go on this one first. Feel free. <laughs> oh Lord Jesus. I'm more upset that she didn't know how to cut them goddamn pancakes. That's what I'm upset about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know what Kodak Black is doing. Like, I feel like, is he trolling? Because it's kind of been a string of little weird things from him in the past few months. Or, I don't know, is he just not that bright? It's kind of, like, hard to tell. Um, But I also feel like... and. I don't know. This is like a compliment and a diss at once. I don't know. But I feel like (laughs) young M.A. is a very good looking dude. Like (laughs) if she was actually a dude, like I would, you know, be open to holleration from her or him. I don't know. This is just getting weird. But whatever the case is, I feel like I don't understand how a dude is attracted to young M.A. Unless he himself is gay. Not that I'm calling Kodak Black gay, but she's so masculine that it's like, why why are you bothering her? Like, honestly, I don't know. And then it's like bringing up all of these issues that, you know, have been, I guess, plaguing our community for a long time. Where it's like the homophobia and then harassment and all of this in one. And exactly, like you just said, it's like, if you're already up on charges for rape, like my dude, why... (laughs) Why are you going on your using your social platforms to basically incriminate yourself of having a rapist mentality? It's kind of nuts. So I'm just hoping that like he's about to drop something else. And this is a ploy to, I don't know, push it, because otherwise this is just it's sad to think that he's really just not that bright. I just think he's a troll. I think everything that he's doing is He looks like a troll. Yeah, he looks like a troll, too. I I can't stand him. I don't like looking at him. I don't care for his music. And I I think he's trolling her. And I think it's wrong regardless. But that's not her preference. Why are you even bringing it up? Like, period. (laughs) And she looks like Takashi 6ix9ine. So maybe he has a crush on Takashi. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) And she probably can beat him up. Oh, she could definitely beat up Takashi 6ix9ine. I don't even think that's a question. But, I mean, it's it's just weird. Like, Young and May is just, she's just minding her own business, making good music. She's really make she really makes good music. And to deal with this, mm-hmm. um, Kodak is not that intelligent. That's just my personal opinion. I haven't seen any interview with him or anything that he said or rap that's made me think that he is a competent human being, to be hundred percent honest. Um, so he's definitely trolling. Uh, but I just hope he just learns to stop because this is not a good look for him, considering everything that's going on. I wonder if they saw each other at the, they had a festival like a couple of days ago and she said that she was going to holler at him. So I wonder if that went down. I hope it did. One of them got a project coming out. I don't follow either of them. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say kudos to her because to be honest with you, I felt like that was her handling of it was really mature instead of like 
sounding off on her, you know, social platforms in response. It was just like, okay, this is weird. I'll talk to him about it in person. Yeah. That I was, was like, okay, sure. growth. I don't know. <laughs> growth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She definitely handled it mature. I'm way more than some people would have because I believe Cardi would have thrown sure. something. So. <laughs> well, at least yeah. they at least they didn't at least they didn't hop on IG yelling at each other. True. Exactly. All right, we're going to get into our first commercial break. When we come back, we're actually going to talk some new music. Finally, I'm excited to talk about a couple of these topics. So we'll be right back after this. What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs. And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law and Legal Lies Podcast, a weekly legal podcast for the culture. Each week, we have conversations with our co-host, Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal and our lovely esteemed moderator, Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey. What? Sometimes people do like the opposites. All right. I'm coming first to the uh, the R&B head over here. This is a car, Run Wild, Run Free album. If, if we're even calling this, R- I guess this is R&B music for this day and age. What did you think about it? That was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> look, I, and I, look, I listened to it twice. I listened to it twice. And not to say that, you know, there's no talent there, but I just didn't. It was nothing, bro. Nothing at all. Um, at at the at the least, I probably just not paying attention to it. Clean up the house to it in the background. Damn. But I didn't. I didn't. I could. I couldn't find a track that nothing, man. Seriously, and I listened to it twice. I'm cool. I'm sorry <laughs> to be 36 sitting on the stool pointing at people, but that shit was nah. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. it. It gave me weekend vibes, like early weekend vibes, like his early music when I actually fuck with him with the weekend. But I liked it. I liked the track with uh, Lil Yachty. I'm a Lil Yachty fan. I was wondering where he went. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's I been cold that. in Minnesota, so he's, you know, doing his thing. <laughs> Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, what do you think about this album? Is this R&B? Mm, and that's really the question. I don't think I can judge that. I mean, I'm still kind of assessing what hip-hop slash, you know, are, I guess hip-hop consists of rap and R&B, right? What does that consist of now? Because it's totally morphed from what it used to be. And I feel like the line is just blurred. Everything that's being put out these days is a mixture of R&B and rap, really. Like, it's like, even rap dudes sing, <laughs> if you consider it that. So, I don't know. I, I can't. I don't want to make that judgment. But I kind of wasn't different. <laughs> Which is kind of my feeling on most new projects these days. It's like, I wouldn't go as far as say it was terrible. But it definitely, it wasn't like, oh shit, I, this is like some shit I got to put everybody on to. My opinion on this album is this, is, um, you know, from TDE, you usually expect a level of quality coming out that camp. This definitely was not it. Um, I could honestly never see myself listening to this album again. I just feel like it was just that, it was just there. Like, it wasn't, there were some 
tracks on it uh, that that stood out. I guess if you want to say they stood out, but overall, like this just felt like there was no soul in it. Like there was no there was no meat in this album at all to me. Um, and I actually like Zakari's voice, but this album just isn't it. I don't feel like this was a good good jump off point for him at all. The, that's what I'm saying. So it's it's just not for me. Again, I agree with you. The voice is solid. But the actual, the overall production, it just felt like, like you said, it wasn't no soul. It just felt like he was just whining down the street. <laughs> whining down the street? <laughs> no, that's, um, Sweat. that's what Keith Sweat does. He wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, and I was, and I was really, I was really banking on something. I, I'm always searching for new R&B tracks and things like that. So I was really excited when it dropped, but it didn't do anything for me. I get it's definitely surprising to see that come out of TDE. Yeah, it's like it's definitely like they threw him, they threw them all the beats that they didn't want over the last few years. Like, just <laughs> here, you take this one. We don't know what to do with this, Zakari. Have, have your way with it. And it was a few beats on here that I was that was solid. It's just everything put together wasn't you know didn't work out. Overall, seems like we're pretty down on this album. Uh, Low is the one member who really. Really likes it, um, but I mean, hey. <laughs> I don't like it. It has some bops on it. I don't like the whole album. He's still new. I don't know who this person is. Like this is the first time um, I've heard. I mean, I've heard Young and Invincible with uh, Lil Yachty, but I thought it was okay. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. I liked it. Well, Can we just say that has been my reaction to like <laughs> most new lot. projects? Yeah, yeah. And it's like I don't remember the last album if we're still calling them that whatever projects that i actually felt like every track or 90 percent or even 80 were like bangers like it would be like oh there's one two maybe three tracks that are like i <laughs> that uh, you don't like that neo <laughs> what about the dream now he did have like 60 tracks so I, yeah, gotta, I was just going to yeah. say, I didn't even get through that whole thing. So I think, but I didn't feel compelled to either. So Damn. I guess, but I'm a fan of the dream. I am in je- like the old, the dream. So, but yeah, it's like, so the other thing too, can I just say, and not to take us somewhere else, but like now there are too many projects dropping. Like in the past few months, I feel like I can't keep up. And, and then there's the minute you get into one, then it's like, oh, something else dropped. So now I have like ADD, I think. So maybe my argument is not valid. <laughs> no, Forget I what know, I just that, said. Disregard. But that's been a that's been an issue for a while because it's like this um just add water music and they just putting that shit right out. Yeah. Are we talking R and B though? You guys are talking R and B, right? I mean, I mean across really the board. Everything. Across yeah. the board, really? Yeah. Like <sighs> I love Daytona for what it was, but it was too short. Like most most of the projects that I loved weren't mainstream projects. Like Eighth Wonders, the two projects he dropped, if you put those together, I I love that from last year. I can't remember the next stream of thought. Um but most of the music just in 2018 that dropped was just I can't I haven't really found myself going back to much of any of it, to be quite honest. Yeah, I feel like I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because of the accessibility of music in general. I don't know. But Back in the day, and I'm going, you know, back in the day, um, like when an album dropped, first of all, there was a buildup and anticipation for it, right? It was like Nas's new joint is dropping on September, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, you'd have to actually go to a record store and physically pick it up and spend your 
hard-earned cold cash on it. So you kind of valued it more. And like, then you would play it over and over. And even in like the CD cover, there was like actual artwork and dedications and things to read. And I don't know, I feel like something has cheapened it with that experience kind of being taken away. Yeah. Well, you really had to be a fan of the artist back then because, you know, spending that extra, uh, you know, $15, $20 or something like that um, on an album, you got to go make that walk or that drive. And uh, you did value it more. Uh, Nowadays, you have iTunes where you just pay about $10, $15 a month and you get to listen to everybody. So it's just too many things to go through. True. Yeah, but I think there might have been some more on the back end, like respect, I guess, between the labels, because, you know, it would be like, okay, if somebody big was dropping on this day, then you would make sure that you, your big artist wasn't dropping. Or maybe you did, because that was when it was like beefs and competitiveness and whatever. I mean, now it's just like everybody's just willy nilly dropping, dropping any day, anytime. I mean, I know with the Solange project, it seemed like that might have gotten, it was rumored that that got pushed up or back. I can't remember which one, but it got moved because Mm -hmm. there was like talk of Rihanna dropping or, and she didn't want to like coincide with that or compete with it. So, but aside from that, I feel like everyone's just kind of like, it's the wild west and nobody's following any protocol anymore. So I don't know if that's why or what, but. Oh no, you knew, you knew it was certain, you knew it was only certain artists that dropped in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's true. And so that that gets into, I guess, a more interesting conversation is like, does the whole, we live in the time now of surprise albums. Like, J. Cole, for example, like people just drop albums randomly. Do you guys miss that anticipation of knowing, like, for example, um, I, I go back to the Black Album. Like, we had the date that the Black Album was dropping, like, two or three months before it dropped. And the anticipation for that built like crazy. When the track list dropped, we, we were sitting there trying to digest what the how the album was going to feel based off the track list. Um, we don't really have that anymore. Do you guys miss that? Or am I just dating myself as being old? I'm old with you and I absolutely miss it. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like there, it was like excitement. It was a whole different feeling. And when it did drop, you valued it that much more. And you really, you know, would replay it till the freaking CD broke or it, whatever. Even if you were listening to iPods at that point, but yeah. like now it's just, no one's valuing it. And then it's like, there's just, the market's so saturated. So you're not really appreciating, you know, or able to even savor the gems that there are. So, yeah, I don't know. So I'm disenchanted. (laughs) They don't give you the opportunity to live with, uh, I like to live with music. I like to listen to, to it and live with it. So they don't really give you that opportunity anymore. But then again, I have my favorites and I, I will stick with my favorites and I will listen to it until they put out another one. So I guess I'm just a little different. I don't try to get into all the new trendy stuff. I try to stick with what I love, yeah. which I guess can render me a little bit. But um, I think a lot of the stuff came out last year, but a lot of my faves dropped some stuff last year. So that, maybe that's just me. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> Well, let's get into some more new music. So, uh, a new artist, at least one that I wasn't familiar with, Tierra Whack, I believe that's how you pronounce it, uh, dropped an unemployed single. And this is just bars. I enjoyed this so much. I think it was refreshing to how some of the music um, that's dropped recently. I really, really appreciated this song. Uh, What did you guys think about it? Everyone get to listen to it. Look, Baylor is looking like he is. Go ahead, bro. You did not like this? You didn't like this, bro? (laughs) Let me tell you, when you sent the, so when you sent the list, I did everything in order. 
I was disappointed in every single. I, <laughs> you got to be kidding me! You got to be kidding! I said, "What?" I don't even want to curse right now, man. I really don't. I I'm just going to say it's not for me. Well, it's not for me. I played it loud too. I was like, I, "I'm gonna feel this. It's coming." Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I could see myself getting dressed to this song. I liked it. I thought it was cool. The video was kind of weird, but um, I thought it was all right. I thought it was pretty cool. So you guys no. probably hate are going to hate me because I'm going to do what I continuously do and <laughs> bring our conversation somewhere else. But, okay. So I don't want to say it's not for me or for me. Um, say Because I, I feel like I'm sounding like mad old, so I'm trying to stop this. But... What I will say is I'm happy that, like, there finally seems to be space in the industry for more than, like, two female artists. So she's kind of one of the up-and-coming ones. I'm hearing a lot about her lately. I mean, she's getting pretty big on social media, a lot of buzz there. So I'm I'm happy for her. <laughs> I'm happy she's here. How about that? That's what I'll say. I'm, ha- I'm happy she's here, too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, damn. Uh, I hey, I liked it. This is so call me crazy. It's every every like. I guess I have I have a weak spot for certain artists. I can see myself having a weak spot for Tierra Whack because like, I think I've said this before. Little Uzi, Uzi Vert. I have a very big weak spot for Uzi. As much as, as some of his music, I will admit is trash. But it's just something about Uzi's energy I love. So maybe maybe that's what it is. Um, but this next album, I have nothing positive to say. So don't be surprised if I don't say much on this one. Juice World. Death Race for Love. Um, it's definitely an I'm, album. I'm not. I'm not going first this time. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> this is so sad. This is so damn. Juice World can actually rap. I've seen freestyles. The guy can actually rap. Why is he doing this? But I digress. I'll let somebody else talk. I mean, that was going to be my, like, more of this sing-songy, are we rapping, singing, what are we doing here? Um, I don't So, it's weird, right? When XXX first died, I sort of felt like Juice World was sort of taking his place in, like, the melancholy, I don't know, the melancholy hip-hop space, I guess, right? Because I felt like it was... You know, a lot of XXX's songs obviously were about depression and substance abuse that kind of coincided with that depression. And I sort of felt like Juice World's, I guess, early material was kind of in alignment with that. Um, I don't know. I just felt like, but I feel like there's only so much of that that you can listen to before you're like, damn, I think I'm depressed too now. So, so yeah, again, not necessarily like my cup of tea, but... Yeah, some happy songs on there too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got nothing. I got nothing. I, I try. So what I do nothing. with this podcast is listen. I I understand. I'm an old school hip hop fan. I try to embrace the new music more than than what I would usually, just because I don't want any one to tune into this podcast just be like he's trashing all of our music. But it's shit like this that that I listen to and I'm like. This is why music has no soul anymore. That's why there's no passion in music anymore. Um, Because someone who, like I said, I've seen that he can actually rap. Someone who I would say has technical rap skills to put out an album like this would would be crushed if this was 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Like they would crush him for that. Um, 
And it's just, I, I want to see better. I want to see people being able and feeling comfortable to embrace the fact that it's okay to just rap. You don't always have to do these sing-songy. It, I just feel like it's a waste of talent, personally. No, but it's great music out there. Like, I, I get it. I know how we can get stuck in the 90s. Don't get me wrong. But there's great music beyond the 90s. Who's writing this shit, though? Like, who's sitting here coming up with these bars? Or I don't even want to call it that. You know what I mean? And I, I I will say this, though, you know, going on a road trip, you know, with the basketball team, I might throw that on. I won't remember a word he says. Just going to be listening to the beat. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Let's get into our, our next break. When we come back, we're going to discuss some logic, which huh, this should be fun. Hey guys, it's your girl Beck Easy. Hi everybody, it's your girl Joanne. Hey guys, it's Trell and this is The, the team. team. And we want to welcome you into our group chat where we talk any and everything from ABCs of sex to finding your passion. Catch us every other Tuesday on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube. Because we lit. Take that, take that. <laughs> All right, so Logic announced a new album. It's going to be called Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. He uh, dropped a visual and a song. Uh, I can't remember. It's like The song's like Blood on the Water or something like that. Um, what did you guys think about, uh, what do you guys first think about a new album coming from Logic? Are you excited for it? And uh, then we'll talk about the song as well and kind of logic's place in hip hop, but just, just the announcement of the album. What do you guys think? I'm a logic fan. So I'm, I'm definitely here for it. I think he has, I think he got one classic album under his belt. Um, and then the rest of his albums, I don't have, it's one album that I don't too much care for, but he's pretty much batting over. Yeah. He, he's solid. I, I mess with logic. I mess with logic. So, you know, um, First of all, I was I was a Logic fan pretty much from the start. I felt like he actually had bars in a time when we were drifting away from that, as we just said. But he definitely gained my respect when he uh, did that joint with the Woo. Okay. <laughs> you already knew I was going there. So, and I thought he did it justice, and his verse was dope. And so, yeah, so that made me like, yes, Logic, you're you're in there. So I'm excited. Yeah, I agree. I love Logic. I love anyone that can actually bring bars and not sing on autotune. Um, I'm definitely excited. I loved his project. I think it was everybody back in 2000, maybe 2017. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I'm definitely excited to see what, what he's bringing for sure. Yeah. And I, I love Logic. I think um, I think Logic's a bit underrated, but I think he he's kind of caused some of that uh, himself. I think. You know, he focused a long time on being the biracial rapper thing, and I think that kind of distracted some people from the fact that he can actually rap because they just got tired of hearing about the plight of the biracial rapper. Not that I agree with that. I'm just saying that I feel like some people got tired of it. Um, But Logic can rap his ass off, and I feel like he stands out in the time where it's not about bars, so to say, for most people, and that I appreciate about him. Uh, Like Mary pointed out, he did a song with Wu Tang, and he actually let it feel like a Wu Tang song. He just wrapped his he wrapped his verse and got the hell out of there and let Wu Tang do their thing. And I think that that was uh, a good moment to see. Um, 
Yeah, so I'm excited for the album. I want to see more like what he does visually with it because what he did on the little visual that he released, I think, was in- interesting. Um, so I- I'm I'm always going to be excited for a Logic project. There's going to be some some misses on there on his on his albums like he always has where he tries to do a little too much. But I know I'm at least going to be able to listen to a Logic album and decipher some bars, which I can't do from many albums of today. The Incredible True Story is a classic album. Mm. Okay, so the question that I put down on here, just because I, it came on my mind, and in, in just thinking about Logic and putting his name on the list, is that does Logic get the respect he deserves amongst his peers and his place in the rap game? Um, and I guess I'll kind of start this one off. I don't think he he does. I don't. I think when you look at this generation, and maybe this is just my skewed off view. You guys can give your opinion. Um, it's definitely what J Cole, Drake. And Kendrick, who stand out for various reasons. Not that I, I like, they stand out for why they stand out. Um, but I, I don't think that Logic is even in a tier right under them to most hip hop fans. At least I don't really see Logic celebrated or talked about um, like I feel like he should be. What do you guys think, though? I agree. Um, but the question, well, number one, I feel like he's in the wrong time, right? Like if he would have came out even 15 years ago, I think he would have been more well received. Like the whole cool rapper persona is not him right so and then it's like there's only so many slots that can be filled by the conscious quote unquote rappers and it's the who you've just mentioned i mean and he doesn't really fit in with them um so a fun fact is i'm actually biracial and so i i feel like yes he should not have made his platform being the biracial rapper and also i feel like there's only certain number of slots for them and we have drake <laughs> already <laughs> so oh, i mean it's the truth um it, i don't know it's a bit of a struggle but i also from a psychological standpoint right can kind of understand where he's coming from because i feel like when you grow up biracial and depends on where you're from too i guess but you do kind of always grow up feeling like you have to prove yourself to everyone because you feel like you're not whatever fill in the blank enough for whatever side of the spectrum that you're around so maybe he came into the game feeling that way um i don't know so i can't speak for him i could just say maybe i could understand a bit why he took that angle but it probably shot him in the foot more than helped him so but i mean again the question also becomes how and i think we touched upon this last show how is being a dope mc classified these days right because back in the day it was all about being a lyricist now i feel like it couldn't be further from that it's more like are your bop do your bops have a matching dance to them and (laughs) are you like is it catchy you know are you like on drugs and and proud of it like i don't know i just feel like it's so different now so i feel like if we were measuring him by like late 90s early 2000 criteria logic would probably be in at least a top 10 for everybody but measuring him by today's standards i don't even think he he's not even recognized like he doesn't even make the cut so that's kind of where i stand on it but that's the culture fault that's the culture fault because we don't have any categories with inside the genre. So lyrically, to me, lyrically, he's better than Drake. Lyrically. Oh yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. Drake's a but, whole other show. Yeah, <laughs> but but Drake is, you know, Mr. Degrassi. Um mm-hmm. 
<laughs> but, but uh no he's not he's not gonna get there because the kids are that's not what the kids are listening to right you know it's not it's not it's not easy to digest some of some of the tracks that he well actually most of the tracks that he put out you know um his i think one of his commercial songs that everybody could relate to that they played on the radio every day was the um the suicide joint right. um and that's just about it. But, you know, Bobby Tarantino was a better album than The Scorpion. I said it. It was. It was. I think he has a pretty big following, though. He does. I mean, um, I watched this episode on... He had, like, a episode on a Netflix series, Rapture. And his following was, was massive. I didn't even know. I had no idea. Um, I mean, I knew he was, a like, a really great lyricist but i think that he he has a pretty good from what i saw episode um as far as getting the credit that he deserves that's definitely debatable i i guess um i'm not that big of a logic fan i'm i'm just not um but i i do think that he i think he has a pretty good following i mean yeah and i guess i don't want to Undersell it like no one cares about logic. He has a solid fan base. I, I mean, he's his last what two albums have gone platinum. So I don't. I, it's not like he's out here where no one's buying his albums. I just think that I think he. I, I think logic is going to be one of those people who we really don't appreciate until years and years down the road for how consistently great he's been. Uh-huh. So, yeah, agreed. Yeah, I can agree with that for sure. All right, that's it on Logic. We're going to come back. We're going to finish this off. We got one last topic to discuss. We're going to talk, get out the world of music, talk some film. We'll be right back after this. Yo, this your boy, Flaw 700. What's good, everybody? It's your guy, Fresco. And we are the, the Podcast, Podcast Brothers. Brothers. Dig? Yeah. Hey, what is our show about, actually? Our show is about a little bit of everything, man. It's not just one thing, but it's a little bit of this. Right. It's a like a little oh. bit of that. Oh, my goodness. No. You like that song? No, not from you. What song is that? I don't know. It don't matter. It It doesn't matter what song that is. Well, that's what our show is about. It's about two brothers kicking the shit. Real life brothers. Real life brothers. Obviously not by choice. And if you know how brothers get down, you know how we give it up. We don't agree on nothing. And that's what it's like on a podcast show. It makes for a healthy debate. makes for good dialogue. And it keeps the the listener interested as well because it's real brotherly shit. Episodes drop every Sunday. Every Sunday, every platform, you can get a podcast that the Podcast Brothers is there. You did. Chill. All right. So I put this on the list because... It, it the culture we're, as much as we're a hip-hop podcast we're about the culture more than just just music and jordan pill us coming out it's definitely going to be a, mo- a movement in the culture to go and support this film at least i hope that it is i want to ask i love horror movies my favorite genre period so i'm just going to be there regardless are you guys anticipating us are you guys going to see it weekend the first weekend sure am nope <laughs> i sure am i'm so excited to see this i've been since i saw the uh i think the trailer came out like on christmas i've been pumped i'm so ready to see this movie okay (laughs) so the only thing i appreciated about that trailer was the five on it song (laughs) (laughs) that that was it um but I will say the only reason why is because I really don't like scary movies, but I did see get out and I thought it was amazing. And you know, I have much respect. Um, I'm sure it's going to be great, but I just don't like seeing shit that is going to make me afraid when I'm alone. (laughs) 
<laughs> and that this looks like Get Out was disturbing, but this looks legit scary. So I'm like, yeah, no, I'm I'm good on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The um, I, I listened to a review. It, no spoilers or anything like that, but I did listen to a review, and they said that this is more towards the horror side when it comes to scary movies. It's going to be totally different than uh, Get Out. Um, a lot more graphic scenes I, I think so yeah i've already had the discussion with the wife you know about seven eight times because you know she has anxiety and panic attacks and shit like that she doesn't like scary movies and but she wants to go see it because she's seen get out so now she thinks she can roll with the big dogs and i said <laughs> and we had an incident where we went to go see the second purge and she was like, look, I don't think I could do this. <laughs> I'm like, look, <laughs> look, I'm not just chill, all right? So she got through it. So now she see this, and she was like, oh, I'm going to see this. I said, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Not this one. She was like, no, I could do it. So I talked with her, and I talked with her. I said, look, I, li- I just listened to a review. They said, this is one. This one is a bit more scarier. I think you should just fall back on this one. She was like, nah. So I'm letting y'all know that if my wife comes... She's just going to have to sit outside and play the video games until the movie is over. Or <laughs> <laughs> you'll be sleeping with a nightlight. <laughs> so, but I'm amped for it, though, man. I, I feel like, I feel like uh, he could, I, I feel like he could take over this genre. I'm afraid that, if, that, that I think this movie is going to do well, but I'm afraid if it does too well that I think he might do something else, do something different. But I want him to stay inside this genre because Hell, the the horror genre is kind of like the hip hop game. Like you, it's it's a lot of hit and misses. So, uh, and and right now he's batting he's batting a thousand. So, man, I'm I'm anticipating it. Yeah, yeah. I think the trailer, the first one that came out, honestly, when everyone was going crazy about it, I, I thought it looked like a straightforward horror movie. Um, what makes this different for me? What makes me so anticipated about it is that it's Jordan Peele. I thought get, the trailer for Get Out looked ho- horrible until I saw the movie. I had no desire to see that movie the first weekend at all. When I did see it, I was like, that was amazing. So he's he's gotten me to buy in uh, to him as a director, and he has my trust at this point. Um, he's also doing the, the Twilight Zone reboot. So he's definitely in the horror genre. I hope he steps out of that. Um, and I hope he doesn't just get pigeonholed into just doing it. I mean, heck, he wrote a lot of Key and Peele, and he, that was all comedy. So he definitely has uh-huh. range already, at least in those two genres. I'd like to see him do an action movie, um, which kind of brings to the to our last question for the night and the next one. Is Jordan Peele the next big black director? And I don't mean just in one genre. I mean, 10 years from now, we're going to be looking at him as like a, a, a John Singleton or a uh, Spike Lee. Or we're going to be looking at him kind of in that same light. I know it's only been two movies, so it's kind of early to have this discussion, but it's, it never hurts to speculate. I, but, but when you look at certain directors, they come with something like they give you something. And I think he's already done that with two movies. And that is he leaves a lot of Easter eggs for you to try to either figure out right then and there or go back and watch again so he's genius at doing that like i i watched get out at least three times already because after the first time i have to go see what i miss and then the third time there's also there's more hidden easter eggs that i didn't get that i didn't catch and i think that he might continue doing that and that's dope when you can actually create something inside the movie to make people go back and see it again not just for the support but for for the movie to make even more sense to you 
I like I it. agree. And I feel like his approach is really different, which I have to tell you, a part of me is intrigued to see us only because I want to get the psychological, you know, effect that Get Out had. Like, you left Get Out really thinking, right? Like, reevaluating your life and, like, kind of... I mean, I truly... Like, there are moments now that, like, I'll find myself in where I'm like, this shit is like Get Out, or... You know what I mean? So, it's like, especially in a genre such as, like, horror, or... I mean, I feel like Get Out was more like a thriller than horror, but... Whatever the case is, when you can really not not real and basically apply it to everyday life, I definitely think that the delivery that he has is really unique and profound. And I I would love, like you said, because I'm a punk, I would love to see him step out of this <laughs> this horror realm and really apply that to like something dramatic or let's do a comedy. <laughs> but it could still have those gems and Easter eggs in there. But yeah. I'm I'm with you 100. percent How many yeah. times? How many times did you get nervous when? Oh, oh my god! <laughs> oh god! And, and, and we went straight for Kanye and said, "Yep, he's definitely in the sunken place." Yes, <laughs> all of it was creative. The sunken place became part of our vernacular because of that movie. So that's another sign that you know he did something there. Um, I mean, even like when a car starts kind of creeping up, like around you when you're in like an, an isolated area, it's like, oh, hell no. Nah. Even that song, <laughs> I've heard it in other movies. And I think it was like Miss Peregrine's Home for Kids, or I don't know if I'm saying that right. But that song was like really prominent in that movie. And I could not hear it the same way. Like it was really creepy for me. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, he, he left his mark. So I'm, I'm looking forward to what comes next. Yeah, I think if he stays consistent, he'll definitely be the next big thing. Um, I saw that he had another trailer come out. That movie Ma, I think it was called Ma. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, I definitely think that he has something, and I hope that yeah, you're right. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tavia Spencer's in that, like that. Yeah, you. you that one. looks funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That looks hilarious. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our anticipation for us. I'm sure at least I'll be talking about it because I love horror movies, but uh, we'll see if we discuss it on a future episode. Any parting words? You guys can also tell them where they can follow you. Uh, Anything left before we tell the people goodnight? Ladies first. (laughs) You're going to have to stop using that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for having me on. You guys can follow me on Instagram at my underscore names underscore low, L-O. And I'm at Miss Mary Almonte across everything. And I'm um, at Baylor the Great, uh, basically across everything as well. And I would like to say, everybody out there that's listening, all you SoundCloud, uh, you know, people, let's make some better music. Please, please. <laughs> Absolutely. Word. Absolutely. I'm CEO Hayes. You can follow me at CEO H A I Z E. I have no parting words except this is a damn good podcast. I'm out. Peace. <laughs> this has been a presentation of the Break Break Radio. Give me some brew and I might just chill. But I'm the type that like to light another joint like Cypress Hill. I still feel these spit loogies when I puff on it. I got some bucks on it, but it ain't enough on it. Go get the S, the T, I, D, E, S. Nevertheless, I'm hella fresh, rolling joints like a cigarette. So pass it across the table like ping pong. I'm gone, beating my chest like King Kong. It's on, wrap my lips around the phony. And
when it comes to getting another stogie. Fools all kick in like Shinobi. Know me ain't my homie to begin with. It's too many heads to be. Probably let my friend hit bit. Unless you pull out the fat crispy. Five dollar bill on the real before it's history. The fools be having them vacuum lungs. And if you let them hit it for free, you hella dumb. That I'm dumb. I come to school with a tailor on my earlobe. Avoid all the flick teasers, skeezers, and weirdos. Got me throwing off the land like where the bomb at. Give me two bucks, you take a puff and pass my bomb back. Suck up the dank like a slurpee. The serious bomb will make a nigga go.